Bung Bung. Welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bung Bung Coffee, the best coffee you can get, ethically sourced premium coffee delivered to your door. All right, this is this is life changing coffee. There, you know, there's there's cryptocurrency out there, and you know, since the dollar really is collapsing, people, you know, some people don't trust crypto just yet. There are some countries, um, you know, uh, I'm not going to name them right here, but there are some countries using bung bung beans as their currency right now, and that's you know, that's that's the valuability of it. It's a dark roast. It tastes delicious. Uh, you put it on your tongue, and it's a it's a game changer. You may as well be taking ayahuasca because it will really change your whole spirituality. Um, it'll bring you it'll bring you joy. It'll bring you love. It'll bring you success. It'll bring you um, you know sometimes a trip to the toilet. So if you're trying to get yourself some new coffee, a uh, new coffee machine uh, in your office, anything like that, you just hit up Bung Bung Coffee um, Clay at bungbungcoffee.com or just go and buy some at bungbungcoffee.com and enter promo code potty that's p-o-double-d-y p-o-double-d-y for 15% off all orders imagine that let's start the show Welcome to the party, Bung Bung. It's your man, Clay Tron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the Clumsy Jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the Milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI podcasting, the Captain, the Jake Paul of podcasting, because I've won before the fights even started. Yes. Um, you might be able to feel it. I've come in with low energy and I'm. I'm in the midst of recovering from COVID. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I think it's just that Omicron. They don't tell you what one you've got, but, um, you know, no hospitalization for the double, the double vaxxed bad boy over here. Um, I, uh, I felt fucked up. I was pretty fucked up. Uh, body aches. I couldn't tell actually when I first got it because I was hung over too. I'd just been on a three day bender with friends like outdoors and all this well the first day was the day that I think I got it and that was with six guys in a living room yeah dining room sort of like large open plan living dining um kitchen six guys in there we're playing beer pong and we're doing it we're doing it safe you know so we're playing with water cups and we're just drinking out of our own beers and all this but you know you're laughing, you're yelling, you know, I get drunk, I, I get I get high volume when I'm drunk. So, you know, I'm yelling, but I don't think I was the one that gave it, I was, I received it. But when I'm yelling, my mouth's open, you know, we had chips, we're all putting our hands in the chip bowl, eating chips. Um, someone made a joke. Uh, I think I've got, he went like full Rudy Gobert on us. You know, remember when Rudy Gobert got COVID? And well, he didn't know he he had it, and he touched all the microphones and shit. And then the whole league got COVID. That's what happened. My friend made a COVID joke, and and put his hand in the chips and like touched every chip in the bowl. And we're like, ah, oh, uh, fuckhead, you know. And we ate the chips. Bang! Everyone got COVID. So it could have been that, but we don't know who had it because no one, no one felt like they had it, you know. So no one. 
We don't know who brought it in there. Um, then the next night, I went to to a bar with a couple of friends. Um, none of them got it. I did. I still didn't feel sick. Then the next night was New Year's Eve, and I had about five, six friends over here at my house, and uh, none of them got it. But my friend on New Year's Day, uh, whose house we were at the first night, the night of the chips, um, he hits me up. He's like, yeah, dude, just want to let you know I've tested positive for COVID. And I was feeling fucked up. And I'm th- I was just thinking I was hungover, right? And I was like, fuck, maybe I've got this shit. So I went and got tested. It took him four days to get my fucking test back to me. But I was positive. I was positive. Uh, so I told everyone um, before I got tested, I was like, look, my friend has tested positive. I was with him the other night, um, you know, so I'm getting tested. I can't tell if I've got symptoms. I'm feeling all fucked up uh, because, you know, I've been drinking for three days, so I'm feeling pretty average, like, but I can't tell the difference between hangover and COVID, you know. I've never had COVID. And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. You don't have it. I was like, just get tested, you know. So my friends all got tested. They're all negative. I'm positive. Um, I'm good now, really. Ray, I gave it to Rach, obviously, because she lives here. Um, and she, you know, she's an unvaxxed bad boy. Uh, but check this out. She recovered quicker than than me. Um, but she, you know, she didn't go on a three-day bender either. So there's a bit of... It just, it just makes you think about that vax, you know, like... She was sick for like a day and a half. You know, she's still sick. She's congested. She's coughing still. But like I was fucked up for like two, maybe three days where I was like body aches, sore throat, cough, um, fatigue, bro. The fatigue, bro. I felt tired. Dude, Rachel, Rachel slept for about 20 hours one day out of 24. And that's standard. She slept for 20 out of 24 hours, wakes up the next day, bang, bang. Yeah, I feel better. I was like, shit. Feel better already? I'm all vaxxed out, you know? I'm all vaxxed out, feeling feeling wild, you know? Well, I wasn't feeling wild at the time. I was feeling better when she, like, she, she got sick later than I got sick, but she felt better, like, same time as me, which was annoying. But, you know, that's that's what alcohol will do to you. So obviously haven't had a drink uh, this year. I haven't had a drink since the new year because I've been, you know, I've been sick. I'm recovering from that that virus. So, yeah, that's what's been happening with me. So that's why there was no New Year's episode was, honestly, I did plan on doing it. And then I was, yeah, I was all fucked up in the game. So we missed a week. Um, you know, I used to carry on about how we never miss weeks. And there's been, a, you know, there's been a couple missed weeks, um, you know, this is episode, you know, 300 and something, 25 or something, 24 maybe. Uh, I think there's there's a fair bit of content there for you, you know. It's not like I miss every second week. So we missed the first week of the year. We started off strong. <laughs> uh, but, you know, sometimes you got to do it for, for your, your health. Dude, the anxiety that I felt, like, because I was like, shit, like, because I had people over at New Year's, I was like, fuck, I'm a super spreader. You know, I followed the rules. You're maximum. You're allowed maximum of ten. I had about uh, seven total. Um, 
but six at once. One one left before two came back. Um, so, um, yeah, I was like, shit, I was breaded. Like, these guys... These are people from out of town that they're staying with their parents. What if I get their parents? Like, and I'm like, you know, I cried a couple of times, to be honest. I was scared. I thought I was a murderer. But uh, it's all good. Everyone's negative except me and, um, you know, my girlfriend. I gave it to my girlfriend. So that's uh, that's my COVID experience, man. Um, what else? I still don't have a car. Yeah, you guys are like, What? Wasn't that fucking five, six weeks ago, Clay Boss? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I did get a text, though, this week. They're not writing it off. They are repairing it, which is nuts. I haven't paid my excess yet, so I'm going to have to pay my excess. And then my car's going to be fixed, and I'm going to have my old car back. Hopefully, it still works the same. Hopefully, it doesn't feel like, um, you know, when you, you know, your girlfriend cheats on you and you bang her for the first time and it feels different. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, man. I don't, I don't know. I hope my car feels the same. No home loans. Um, I've had no motivation. I think that comes with the fatigue, but I've, I've not wrote a single joke this week. I'm stressing about fringe, honestly. I've got, you know, I've got plenty of material that I still haven't, like, put in this show, but does it fit in it or not? I don't know. Ah, I'm fucking stressed, bro. I'm stressed about it. Just being honest with you guys, I'm using this as a journal right now because I haven't, you know, I feel like I haven't pottied in so long. I forget how to get into the rhythm of it. Board man isn't here, obviously. I'm not allowed to see anybody for another, I think, three days from now. Um, yeah. There was, dude, before Christmas. Oh, I didn't even tell, like, I don't think we've even talked Christmas yet. No, we haven't. Christmas was dope. There we go. That's the Christmas update. Um, but before Christmas, my mom had like a like a girls' lunch, right? Like you know, girls' brunch type of type of vibe. And they had so much food left over. She was like, "Do you want me to come drop off some food?" I was like, "Yeah." She didn't tell me when she was coming. I jump in the shower. I get out the shower, and um, she had called me while I was in the shower but I didn't check my phone yet and I get dressed and everything and I come out and I see someone in my kitchen and I start, I, I lunged. I, she was, she was bent over like with her head in my refrigerator, putting the food away. And I lunged at her like I was going to fucking drop her. And then I realized it was my mom. <laughs> so mom almost got a fucking ass kicking from, from, from the boss man, bro. Cause she was breaking and entering really. I mean, the back door was unlocked because I was home, but it's essentially breaking and entering because I didn't know she was there. But I didn't hit her, uh, but I got so close. And I and I said to her, I, I, said, I was like, Jesus Christ, you almost just got fucked up. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's how, that's what happens. Oh my God. Um... I got to, yeah, I got to hit all the buttons and shit by myself. There's no board, man, obviously. Obviously, we're all, we're all, well, I'm all COVID out, you know? Easy money. Um, we went on a couple dates over Christmas when Rachel had, Rachel had some time off work. So, uh, we went to the beach and did stand up paddleboarding, which I'd never done before. 
and I'll tell you this, it's not meant for tall people. Yeah, I fell off twice. It was a nice day, luckily, and the water was nice, but uh, the higher your center of gravity, the easier it is to fall. And I saw some other people out there falling, bro. They, you know, there's a lot of beginners out there. 25 bucks for an hour it costs, which isn't too bad, I don't think. Right, That was Rachel's shout. She took me on a date, I guess. But uh, I got the hang of it, but I couldn't relax my feet. I had like monkey feet. My feet were gripping the SUP, stand-up paddleboard. My feet were gripping that bad boy. Gripping. Straight up. Gripping, bro. Grip Hamilton. So uh, I, I started cramping in my feet and I had to lay down. I laid down on the paddleboard. I, so stand, I was laying down on the stand-up paddleboard. So oxymoron. Uh, what else did we do? We went golfing. Rachel agreed to come golfing with me as long as she could drive the golf cart. Um, the, let me tell you this. The last time I went golfing, par three, before this, uh, I went... I shot a 74 on 18 holes, which is, um, you know, what's what's 18 times three, 54, something, something like that. So I was about 20 over par, which for a beginner is not bad. I shot on the front nine, 55, which, and this was par three again, uh, was three, Three times nine, 27. Uh, so I was almost 20 over par. Um, hold on. I was more than that. I was 28 over par um, in the front nine. So we stopped at nine holes because I was, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I would have killed somebody. Not Rachel, but like there was, there was this bunch of like, Oh, maybe Lebanese or like, um, what are the Kardashians? Armenian. There was a bunch of these, like probably, most probably Armenian. They had lines in their beards. Um, they were wearing jeans, bro. It was hot as fuck. They're wearing jeans and skin tight black tees. They looked like they were from Greece, the movie, John Travolta. Um, except the... It, except the like Armenian version. So instead of Greece, it would be called like Greece, bro. You know, <laughs> and they were on they they were on some wild shit. They were annoying. They were taking so long to play. They should have let us play ahead, and they didn't. So maybe one of them would have died if we played another nine holes. But we left early. We went. We got a beer at the uh, the nineteenth hole, I guess they call it, which was nice. And uh, Rachel liked that. She got an orange juice. I got a West End. Uh, South Australian beer, or well, not really anymore, but whatever. But that was nice, man. That was nice to do something that I like and have Rachel there for it. That was nice. And then I went went to the driving range later that week with a, a friend of the show, actually, accountant Josh, the accountant, Jossie, the accountant. Um, and he's good at golf, so he gave me a couple tips. I don't really remember them. Um, one of them was to do with my hip, hips. Um, so this isn't very funny episode, but dude, I've got so much, you know, I did so much over the last couple of weeks. 
That's a good bung bung coffee. www.bungbungcoffee.com. Enter promo code potty for 15% off all orders. Um, shit. What else, man? Oh, last night, I'll tell you about this. Um, we've been, you know, we've been watching a lot of TV while we've been locked down. So, uh, I've got a lot of Clay's reviews for you guys, uh, which will run through pretty, pretty soon. Um, hold on. Let's have a look here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, got a lot of Clay's reviews, but last night we were like, fuck, we cannot watch another movie. Not today. So we played some Monopoly. Um, which I fucking dominated Rachel at, just absolutely fucking buried her. Easy money. And uh, then we, she did. She used to be a dancer, professional dancer, not you know, not stripper. I day I did date one stripper, uh, just one, and um, that 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 almost sent me into an asylum. So I wouldn't ever do that again. So Rachel was just normal dancer. And she was teaching me the cha-cha and the box step and shit. I've never actually done dancing. Or maybe like one lesson in like high school um, physical education. I think we did dancing maybe once. But, dude, I'm fucking good. I'm fucking good at it, honestly. I'm not going to lie to you. I got footwork. So I'm thinking about getting a ladder and starting to do ladder drills again, get my agility back and really, you know, fuck my knees up thinking about doing all that. So that's what's been happening. Um, before we get into Clay's reviews, I do want to go through the album of the week. Um, Gunner came out with a new album called DS Forever. Uh, honestly, uh, he sounds like he sounds like Young Thug. Um, I don't know if they're like on the same label or if he's like if the Young Thug's his mentor or Idol, or anything like that, but it sounds like a Young Thug album. Uh, I don't hate it. It's not, you know, it's not my... I don't know when it came out. I think it came out this week. I think it's 2022 album. Um, it's not by any means going to be album of the year. Uh, you know, I think we're expecting something from Kendrick soon, all that, but um, it's good. So DS Forever by Gunna. Um, please enjoy that. And let's get into Clay's reviews. Comedy action horror. Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes. This segment is Clay's reviews. All right, I'm going to bang these out real quick because I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've actually got ten. So they're going to be very short reviews. So first up, Arthur Christmas. Uh, I'd never heard of it, about it before. I believe it's from like 2011. It's an animated Christmas film where um, Santa's family, it's like a family tradition. Like as you age out, your son becomes the next Santa, right? And uh, it's, a, it's a cool little play on... Um, it, it, it's cool for adults to watch it because it reminds you about work almost how like there's a big focus on efficiencies and all of that shit hitting KPIs and there's, there's a margin for error and all that type of shit. Um, but Arthur believes that there's not 
just a margin for error. Every kid deserves a a present, so no one should miss out. And so he he, um, sort of changes the belief around the North Pole and all that good shit. So that was cute and fun, and I recommend it. Seven out of ten. Arthur Christmas. Succession TV show. It's all the rage right now. Uh, There's about three seasons of it. And it's it's basically think think the Murdochs. So this evil media conglomerate, um, you know, basically controlling the news um, in terms of monopolizing um, stations, things like that, uh, spreading only their point of view uh, and no other. You know, if they're if they're right wingers, their news is all from a right wing perspective. Obviously, all that good shit. But instead of you know being like entourage where everyone's trying to lift everybody up, it's a family thing and everybody's trying to backstab everybody and take everybody down because they want to run the company and all this shit. Um, it's fucking unbelievable. So well written. It's a dark comedy and um, you gotta you got to watch it. Nine out of 10, Succession. Don't look up. Leo's new movie. Uh, the start, there is an all-star cast. You got Meryl Streep, um, uh, Jonah Hill, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, um, uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, and it's about, you know, these scientists discover a, a major meteor coming towards earth and no one takes them seriously. Um, and they're, they're fighting to figure out a way to like the meteor is so big that if it, if it collides with earth, it will destroy earth. Um, they call it an extinction level event. Uh, and that it's their fight to be taken seriously. So, uh, I hate to do this to Leo, but I will never watch that film again. Uh, six out of ten. I watched on Apple TV Plus the Shrink Next Door. It's a it's a drama starring Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell. I watched it thinking, oh, finally I get to see these guys do more comedy, and it was not a comedy. There's funny bits in it, obviously, but uh, I was very. It was refreshing to see them in you know roles that weren't just goofy. Uh, it was serious. It's based on a true story. You know how I do. I fall for that. Uh, if something's based on a true story, I'm in there. I like swimwear. So that was that was a great watch. It was I couldn't stop watching it. Um, as I said, right, you know, we 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 couldn't just watch TV constantly and Rachel liked having breaks. She doesn't like watching too much dark shit, so we had to, you know, we had to go watch like million dollar listings and shit in between. But um it was, it was really good. It was really good. The story's crazy. Um, you know, the protagonist is actually hard to support because he's such a, uh, a dumb cunt. And um, the antagonist is an absolute prick. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's not, the, it's not the best TV out there, but it's only a limited series. I think it's worth a watch. Seven out of ten for The Shrink Next Door. Um, also on Apple TV Plus, Ted Lasso. Uh, everyone knows about it. Uh, I'm a bit late to the bandwagon here, but he, uh, Ted, is played by Jason Sudeikis, and he's he's a college football coach 
who gets scouted to coach a English uh, football team, soccer team. Um, and he's got no idea about soccer, uh, but he, he coaches based on relationships and it's, it's a real feel-good kind of thing. Um, you know, the, it, it's almost too feel-good. Like, it, it almost doesn't make sense. You know, there's these are professional athletes who would, in real life, have absolutely no problem getting chicks, but one guy's on, like, a, a dating app and um, all the guys, when when he gets a message, all the guys crowd around and they're like getting around him and shit. I just, you know, that's, it's just that level of feel good, but it's, it's like nothing else that's on TV because it, it just keeps you, it just keeps your heart warm the entire time you're watching it. You know, there's a couple of like ups and downs and shit, but for the, for the most part, it's just feel good television that you don't, you just don't often get these days. And it's well written and it's fun. And honestly, um, nine out of 10 for Ted Lasso. Uh, Netflix, The Power of the Dog, which is a Western. Um, it deals with, you know, homosexuality, um, homophobia as well, family, um, alcoholism. It just deals with everything, but it, the way it's told is quite interesting and the, and the angle of the story is quite interesting. Um, I, I don't want to give too too much away, but it's there, it, it was interesting and it was shot well. And it was, you know, aesthetically pleasing. Uh, however, I thought it was quite boring. I thought it was quite boring. Uh, it was hard to sit through. I couldn't wait for it to end, honestly. The ending was thought-provoking, uh, which, you know, which is always good. But, yeah, it just bored the shit out of me, honestly, that movie. 6.5 out of 10. Avengers Endgame. I told you guys I'm making it through the Marvel movies slowly. Um, after watching Captain Marvel, it took me a while to get back on track because Captain Marvel uh, sucked. But Avengers Endgame was lit. Uh, the the war at the end was, um, I think, better than the war in uh, Infinity War. And um, it went too long. Three hours. Three hours. It was long as fuck. Um, but... It was good. A uh, little bit of tearjerker ending. That's all I'll say. Uh, 7.5 out of 10 for Avengers Endgame. The Lost Daughter on Netflix. Um, uh, talk about boring. Now, the, the fuck, I forget the, the main actress's name. She was phenomenal. Very well acted. The story, I, under, I, I understand why people would enjoy it maybe. Um, you know, Maggie Gyllenhaal directed it. I don't know if that was her direct directorial debut. It's based on a book. It was so fucking boring and I couldn't, I couldn't quite understand. Like it didn't feel like the character was developing. Like, okay, here's what happens. This woman goes on a holiday and she's on the beach and she all of a sudden starts confronting some of her not trauma, but just like experience as a mother. She starts confronting her past, I guess, while she's on the beach. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of going for back and forth between past and present. Um, and yeah, I guess you, there's some character development in that sense. Um, I don't quite know, like, yeah, there, there was a resolution. It was so slow, so boring. I get it. There's, there's the reviews were astounding. I can't, I can't agree with them. 
I can't agree with the the, the, the reviews. I um, I couldn't. Sorry. So six out of ten. I'd say most reviews are given it a, at minimum an eight. Uh, and I'm hitting you with the truth here. Ten. I'm sorry. Ten. <laughs> six. Hitting you with a six. Uh, this is where you come for the truth about film, and that film honestly is it's one of those industry films like um people people fall in love with a certain thing you know female director female star um female problems in the script and uh don't fall for that shit i i i I've I've been here sitting here like fucking come up with an original idea. I suppose it was original. It was it was actually a book, so it wasn't that original. But um, yeah, it it was it was. I get it. I get it. But nah, six out of ten. I watched Manhattan, which is a Woody Allen film from nineteen seventy nine, maybe or seventy four or something like that. Uh black and white shot in black and white. And it's just about, uh, basically the type of people who enjoy living in Manhattan and, um, you know, the pretentiousness and, um, you know, relationships, um, how that all works, the complexities in monogamy and, um, you know, having affairs and dating someone that's not your own age, obviously is a Woody Allen film. Um, you know, I, I'd never seen it before and I heard that it doesn't hold up because of the, you know, the the, the Woody Allen news, um, you know, but the person that he dates in the film, she's 17, which isn't, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's not legal in New York, I don't believe, but she turns 18 by the end of the film. Um, I, yeah, I, I thought, by the way people were talking about it, I thought this was going to be like a you know, 13, 14 year old girl. Um, so, you know, people, you know, people like to, you know, stoke the, the flames, I suppose, with the documentary that came out about Woody Allen, but, um, it was fine again, quite boring. Um, it was, it was funny. It wasn't laugh out loud funny. Um, but yeah, I got bored six out of 10. And finally a film, a, uh, animated film called <coughs> Encanto. Um, it's all Latin actors and actresses, and it's it's about this this town that has like this this miracle in it where everyone gets a gift um, at a certain age. I, I didn't quite follow it. Uh, you know, let's say three or four years old, you, you open a door and you get a gift. So uh, one person is super strong. One can see into the future. One can talk to animals. Uh, one is perfect. I don't understand that gift, but, um, yeah, so that's what that was all about. And, uh, yeah, honestly, I know a lot of people with kids are going to be probably forced into this, but if you can avoid it, I would avoid this one. There are much better animated films out there. Six out of 10 for Encanto. And let's go to sport. Okay, Kyrie Irving, uh, he's back. He's back with the Brooklyn Nets playing away games only. Um, and he's had his first game and he had 22 points in his first game back. Uh, so shout out to him. Um, why is he back on the Nets? Uh, basically, 
because of all the COVID stuff, people are going in and out of protocols, you know, all the time. Their roster was so depleted that they were like, okay, we'll take him on as a part-time player. Uh, so basically he can't play in New York or California. So uh, I don't even know where he played. I think, I think it might have been actually in Indiana. But yeah, whatever. It's neither here nor there. Um, so welcome back to the league, Kyrie. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki got his jersey retired. So, um, you know, shout out, shout out to Dirk. Easy money. Um, Milwaukee is waving Boogie Cousins um, and he was putting in work. So I think basically what they've put it down to is roster flexibility. I don't know what that means, but he's going to have to find himself another team. Another one. Um, Becky Hammond from the Spurs. Uh, well, she was the assistant coach of the Spurs for a number of years, and she is moving back to the WNBA uh, to coach the Las Vegas Aces for the biggest coaching deal in WNBA history. And I think that's a massive flex. She went to the NBA. She learned from one of the best coaches in Greg Popovich, and uh, she's taking her talents back to the league that needs needs more eyes on the prize and needs needs to be developed and needs her. And instead of taking NBA money, she took well. She's taking the she's getting the biggest paycheck in WNBA history, and I hope that translates into, you know, increased quality, increased eyes on the game, increased marketability, and increased pay for all those ladies. Honestly, um, way to support the league. That's a boss bitch move. And a lot of you, if you are NFL fans, might have seen that uh, Antonio Brown, uh, one of the best wide receivers of all time, plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, started with Pittsburgh, went to Oakland, went to um, uh, New England, and now he's in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. Well, was. He's just been released this week after basically having an outburst in the middle of a game while they were losing to the New York Jets and throwing his jersey um on the ground, throwing his gloves into the stand and running out of the game um, shirtless and uh, catching an Uber from the stadium and basically leaving. Now, a lot of people started saying, oh, he's obviously got CTE and people started saying, oh, he needed this many targets and this and that to get his bonuses, which which I believe to be the real thing. I don't, I don't, I don't think there was a um, an issue with uh, CTE or whatever, maybe you know, maybe the outburst and the the lack of emotional regulation could have something to do with CTE. But um, it has since come out that he had an ankle injury, bone spurs, torn ligaments, things like this, um, and he needs surgery. The team he he saw the head surgeon at some hospital who recommended surgery. The team recommended him for a second opinion from a lower-ranked surgeon at the same hospital. He refused, um, and the team wanted him to play, essentially, on um, whatever day it was. He played at the start of the game, sat out after apparently saying that he wasn't getting enough targets. So this is this is where it's, it's a bit of a um, contradiction or a you know, he said, she said type of shit. So apparently he was saying he wasn't getting enough targets, but he was he was saying that he didn't want to play anyway because his ankle's so it's hard. But 
Um, he had a million dollars in bonuses up for grabs uh, that game. He needed one more reception, I think it was. No, one more touchdown um, for like 333,000. Uh, 55 more yards for like another 333,000 and eight more receptions for another 333,000, totaling in a million dollars, okay? Or no, 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 okay? Um, Bruce Arians, the coach, came out and said that Antonio Brown was having a whinge because he wasn't getting enough targets and Antonio Brown told him to get the fuck out. But then Antonio Brown released uh, screenshots of text messages saying, you know, my ankle hurts, coach. I don't think I can play. So the coach was aware of his injury. So it's all it's all drama. It's drama. Um, typical of AB. Drama goes wherever he goes. You know, I think he he he. There's a story of him. Uh, no, let's not let's not dig into his past. That's not fair. Um, but the question he needs to ask himself if it, if it, if it is about not getting those targets that late in the season. You know, he got he got suspended for a few games for faking faking his COVID. Um, vaccination records and stuff like that. Um, the question he needs to ask himself is why, as one of the best wide receivers of all time, why am I on an earn it contract? Why am I on a contract where I need to hit milestones to get paid? Because no one trusts you, dude. Because you do fuck shit every season, everywhere you go, there's a trail of AB. Um, I, you know, I like him as a as a player. I think he's a. I honestly think he's a piece of shit. Um, and you know, I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't really think he deserves to be in the league. Um, you know, oh, everyone deserves second, second, third, fourth, fifth chances. Some of the shit he's done is foul. Um, and because he can catch a football and run really fast, uh, he keeps getting chances. So, um, you know, I think he'll get another chance. He's that good. He's that much of a talent. Um, I think I think he'll play somewhere else. But yeah, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild right now. Uh, anyway, that's sports, man. Uh, let's get let's get into let's get into advice. We need to no move on, though. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. And then we'll get out of here. So this one's coming in from Petra. Um, hey, boss man, my boss literally leaves a trail of stink behind him when he leaves the room. How do you even get that stinky? And how do I try to get him to fix the smell? Um, a trail of stink actually sounds like, I mean, it could be B.O. Or maybe he doesn't wipe his asshole. Um, you know, some people are lazy with it. Some people, some people, dude, I've heard this before. Not from anyone I know. I think maybe I've read it online or something like that. I've heard of people thinking it's gay to wipe your asshole like gay to like touch your own asshole, you know, even though there's a barrier of toilet paper in most cases, um, you know, some public toilets have really thin toilet paper and I have had a finger slip through and touch my shitty asshole. But, um, yeah, I don't know what you can do about it, man. Um, I would talk to HR and get them to fucking deal with it. Uh, say that you feel offended by the smell you, you, you can't concentrate, uh, you feel sick, just say that kind of shit and maybe they've got to have some type of conversation about hygiene with him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how close you are with your boss, but 
Um, I've got, I've got no friends that smell like actual poop, so I've never had to go through that. So I'm sorry, Petra. I would, you know, I would have a chat with HR and see if there's some sort of strategy they can come up with. That's wild. Um, <clears throat> you know how people did that trick where they used to tap you on the back with a post-it note and it used to say, kick me, hit him on the back with a, with a, um, you know, those air fresheners in the car, the, the trees that, that hang from your rear view, put some sticky shit on the back of one of them, pop it on his back, bam, he smells like new car. Uh, this one's coming in from Donnell. Worried about fingering a girl as it will be my first time. Oh, here we go. Hey, Bossmas. I can't tell if this is a Christmas email or if you misspelled boss man, but let's keep moving. I just want to ask, is there anything that made you go, damn, I wish I knew that kind of thing? Uh, yeah. First time I, um, you know, did, did the old FB finger bang, I definitely was doing mostly insertion, just in and out, in and out, in and out type of vibes. You need to try and find that clitoris, which is above the um, the whole area. You, you, if you feel it, you'll feel it, bro. But you just need to you need to find that, touch that gently, gently. Don't go too rough. That's also something you see in porno where people are like fucking thrashing the puss. That's for optics, bro. That's not you know that's you know that's for people that like hardcore shit. Um, that's not what girls really like in real life. I'd say that. Be gentle down there, um, and don't just don't just go down there and start like do kisses on the neck and all that shit. Make sure that they're they're in the they're in the vibe. They feel safe. All that shit. Don't just you know you don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny that you know it's about to happen. So maybe you're sending some pretty wild texts to each other, which is dope. Congrats. But yeah, let us know how you go. Send us another email, telling us some um, you know. Whether you, you know, found the the Tory, Tory Craig, Clitoris, um, let us know. Um, is it normal? I'm not interested in partaking in hookup culture, even though, even thought, they're supposed to say though, but you're not good at spelling, even though I'm single from Isaac. Uh, boss man, the gem dropper. Everyone tells me that now I'm single, I should partake in it, especially since I'm only 20. However, I'm not interested, even though, even thought, yeah, you're not good at spelling, but that's all right. Even though at times I have sexual urges. Have you ever been in a similar situation, bung bung? Yeah, man, I'll tell you this. Sometimes that life sounds better than it actually is. And um, when I've been single, I've like been like, oh, go, you'll go hook up tonight and I'll hook up with someone. They might be beautiful or, or not, but even even if they are, um, after it's done, you might feel dirty or just like, oh, fuck, why, why did I do that? That kind of shit. Um, what do you say? You're just not interested, um, even though you have sexual urges. Um, I would say, I don't know. I don't think it's too healthy to just be always stroking your own dangling either, bro. So I think you probably need to have some sex, just maybe not every weekend or whatever. Um... Yeah, you don't need to do hookup culture. You can go. You what? You can go out on dates and stuff. And if you know if they go well, go on a second date, third date. And, you know, a bit of sex after third date and see if it keeps going. Maybe it doesn't, or maybe you have sex on first dates regularly. You know, maybe once every couple of months you go on a first date, have some sex. 
I don't know, dude. Um, do what makes you comfortable. Don't do what makes the fucking clumsy jeweler feel comfortable, you know? Um, but yeah, don't feel, also don't feel pressured to just like be in hookup culture. That sounds like you got a single friend, um, that needs a wingman or something trying to, trying to force you into the vibe. You don't need to be, you don't need to be that. You be who you want to be, you know? And that's going to be it for today. My mouth's dry. Um, I'm tired, but I'm recovering. Um, you know what to do. Welcome to the potty on everything. Uh, follow, share, rate, review, five stars. Hit the fucking share button. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. That's all I ask you to do. When you see a post, share it, put it in your story. You know, you don't need to pay for this show. You don't need to go to welcometothepotty.com slash store and buy an unsourced t-shirt. Just share the show. Tell a friend verbally. Be like, yo, have you ever heard the Welcome to the Potty podcast? You should listen to it. It's hilarious. It's dope. You should hear some of the advice this motherfucker gives. He just told someone to be himself. That was beautiful. Stuff like that. Um, and also, if you haven't bought a ticket to my Fringe show, go to the Fringe Adelaide Fringe website and look up Ain't It Funny by, by you and your family. Bunch of tickets because group tickets are coming at a discount. So think about that. I love you guys. Don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, I'm Bunk. Baby, welcome to Baby, welcome to